Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, and normally I come to you from the Quandle Studio. However, today we're on a little bit of a field trip. We're north of Pittsburgh in Harmony, Pennsylvania at Steamfitters 449 Technology Center and uh, enjoying life up here today. As always, I'm joined by co-host Chris Martin. Chris, welcome. Hey, John. It's good to see you out and about. It we're, is. <laughs> uh, like you said, we're at the Steamfitters 449 Technology Center. And for those of you that don't know, I am Chris Martin. I'm president of Atlas Marketing, and we tell stories for people who build things. And we are talking today uh, with someone who builds stuff. But before that, I have to tell you, though, just like John, I am out, out and about of the Stalwart Insurance Studio. And just a quick reminder, Stalwart's a health benefits and workers' compensation consultant, consulting firm, and they help people reduce the wasted money spent on insurance costs, which is right up the alley for our construction audience here. So maybe check them out at stalwartinsurance.com. But, uh, so we're talking to somebody who builds things. Yes. And, John, who is that? Someone who builds careers, builds industries. Uh, Steamfitters 449 business manager Ken Broadbent. Ken, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome, Ken. Thanks for hosting us here at, uh, at your facility. It's first class. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm impressed every time I walk in the door, and I was involved with uh, when we originally laid it out a certain way to make sure it was good for labs and classrooms. And every time I walk in, these train directors add more labs or do something different that's more impressive. So it's an exciting building to walk into. Yes. I think you and I met 15, maybe 20 years ago, maybe. at I think it was Mascaro's office, and you said, let me give you a tour of the training center. And this was the one down in Pittsburgh. And right. It's night and day. <laughs> yeah, we went from 40,000 square feet uh, to 75,000. And one of the reasons we did that is at one time, Steamfitters Local 449 had four counties in their jurisdiction, Allegheny, uh, parts of Washington and Green, Armstrong County. Our international consolidated Local 47 into the Plumbers Local 27 and the Steamfitters Local 449. So all the plumbers and steamfitters that were in the 11 counties north of us that runs from Beaver up through Butler all the way up to Erie, uh, the plumbers went in with local 27 and the steam fitters from local 47 come in with local 449. So when that happened, now our jurisdiction runs from West Virginia border to Lake Erie. So the school in Pittsburgh was in a central location for our apprentices to come for training. Now with this larger jurisdictional area, uh, this location made more sense. So we bought eight acres here and it's an hour and 20 minutes from Erie. It's an hour from the West Virginia border. It's 30 minutes north of Pittsburgh, uh, 10 minutes north of Cranberry. So it's a central location that people that live in all 15 different counties can come here for training. And instead of night school, which we used to do before, now we do daylight school where they go to school once every two weeks for eight hours unpaid 
Uh, so one day every two weeks they're getting training at this facility. So location is why we came here. But we could not afford not to build this building. Training is our future. We need to be the most certified, most productive, safest, drug-free construction union that we possibly can. And this facility helps us to establish those goals. And on top of that, like you said, you know, you walk into this and, and you can see that investment right, you know, open the door right away. You can tell that 449 has invested not only in their future, but the current folks, too. Yes. We appreciate you notifying that or noticing it. And I, we love to give tours. Uh, we give <laughs> tours to people all the time, uh, whether they're vendors or contractors, people from the industry, um, and legislators, politicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people say, well, I'm going to the Steamfitters facility, I always like to walk them through. I take them on a tour. And when they're done, ask them what they think. Because mm-hmm. when they walk in the computer room and see the computer uh, room where people got to do CAD drawings and, and how we're Steamfitters, but they're working with computers and all the solid-state controls and the refrigeration labs and the heating labs, uh, energy management, shutting buildings down on a Friday and bringing them up Monday morning to save energy, the state-of-the-art welding facility. Uh, they come out with a whole different idea of what a steam fitter is than when they walked in. Uh, so I love the look on their face. Uh, and the politicians realize the investment that we've put in here that enables people to make a good living. Absolutely. That's uh, again. That's evident when you walk in and, and see the see the facility. So, you mentioned training is our future. So, where where do you see the future of the fitters trade going? Well, great question. The trade changes constantly. I've been in since 1975, uh, and we change to meet our contractors' needs, what they're required to, by the customer and the end users. Uh, during my lifetime, we've seen the age of certifications. Uh, you're certified for uh, OSHA. All our people get OSHA 10, OSHA 30 training. All our people are drug tested. I always say how our people are drug tested more than any teacher in any high school or college or any brain surgeon uh, that might be your heart surgeon or be operating on one of your loved ones. Um, certification for all the various welding certifications with natural gas and uh, the integrity of welds got to be at the highest level. Plastic fusion certifications. Uh, there's also rigging certifications. Medical gas. Our people get 40 hours training in medical gas, do a destructive test so that one of your loved ones is breathing oxygen. The lines were purged and it's shiny on the inside rather than uh, having a black coating on the inside. So all the certifications that are required anymore, uh, we see so many different things. Uh, productivity levels where people not only got to do it safe, they got to do it fast because it's such a competitive world. Um, So training is constantly evolving. Uh, The apprentices are better trained now than when I come through. The amount of knowledge that they have, we've instituted a couple programs where they learn before they even go on a job site. Uh, So they're more like a second or third year apprentice when they're hitting a site, not like a first. Uh, So they're very, very productive. Um, All the building trades have some of the best training programs, Mm -hmm. apprentice schools, uh, in North America, right in western Pennsylvania. Uh, The ironworker is considered one of the best. The operator's got a fantastic facility. Uh, 
Carpenter's second to none up there uh, off the parkway. The electrician's a fantastic school. Um, all the, the training centers are very good uh, in western Pennsylvania. Uh, and training is where it's at. Uh, whether people are going to community colleges or technical schools or college to get education, the more educated you are, uh, the more productive you can be, and uh, you can make a better life for yourself. So by training people properly, we hope we can, they can earn a middle-class way of life. And with the union benefits and the building trades, many of them have uh, one or two, in our case, two retirement vehicles. So people retire with dignity uh, when the time comes because it can be a tough trade on your body mm-hmm. uh, without any elements and the physical requirements. So training is essential for this union to survive another 100 years. We've been in business since the late 1800s. But to survive another 100 years of a way for people to provide a middle-class way of life for their family. Our apprentices start with health care from day one. So if you have somebody 30 years old has a couple kids and all of a sudden gets in the program, now his whole family is covered by health coverage, which is a big deal. A uh, younger person gets in, then they they all of a sudden have children, and they don't have the bills uh, because of the great health coverage where they can have a child and not have to worry about the cost of it. So it all intertwines. Uh, properly trained people make money for contractors. Contractors stay in business and are able to bid more jobs. We're able to collectively bargain for benefits, health coverage, pension vehicles, so that that man or woman that becomes a journeyman uh, can have a middle-class way of life for them and their family. Mm-hmm. Well said. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just saying, you, you've, you've given that conversation before, haven't you? <laughs> uh, we do a lot of tours, and we yeah. believe it in our heart. Yeah, that's the we, part. We that... actually believe it in our heart, and uh, sometimes yeah. I have to yes. remind the apprentices. Uh, uh, when we graduate apprentices, that's one of the things that we mention to them. Don't take becoming a journeyman lightly. Uh, it's an honor to be a steam fitter. Yeah. And we all work together. It's a brotherhood, but we've got to make money for contractors. And if we do this, uh, we've got to, I try to tell the young people, we've got a good gig here. Mm-hmm. It's a good gig, but it only will stay in existence by you getting up to, and going to work every day, uh, by you being productive, uh, by you making money for contractors. Let's keep this thing going so that we can all enjoy and, and have a good life. So we believe it in our hearts. We preach it to the apprentices. Uh, they understand it. Um, it's all a way of life of, to, to keep this way of life going. Yeah, yeah. And you, I get a sense when you talk, you believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have me motivated. I'm yeah. ready. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> well, well you got to be passionate you in do. anything you do in life, and, and that's true with everybody. Yeah. Uh, I believe we're all average intelligence. There's some people that are a lot smarter, uh, but the majority of us are average intelligence. And the people that got determination mm-hmm. and motivation – are going to be successful in life, no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. If you're motivated and determined, you will be successful. I don't know whether you can learn it, whether you're born with it, how you acquire it. I've got kids and, and try to preach it. Uh, sometimes you think your kids aren't listening uh, when they are. Um, a lot of times you want to hear it from somebody that isn't a relative, from the foreman at work, from your teacher at school. Uh, so if we're all on the same page of saying the right things, that will make us successful. And we push people to be motivated and determined, 
And for people out there that got children, uh, they're always welcome to come to this school and tour the school. We have an open-door policy, and that's part of the things we say. Uh, a lot of times a young person or someone in their teens that are with their parents, they need to hear it from me mm-hmm. that you need to be motivated and determined rather from their dad or their mom. We all know there's a stage in life where your dad isn't that smart, and for some reason oh, when right, you get in your late 20s and 30s, he gets a lot smarter. Uh, so a lot of times I try to um, be the person also that uh, talks about motivation, determination, whatever you do in life, uh, mm-hmm. whether you're going to be a brain surgeon or whether you're just going to raise children. If you're determined to be the best at it, um, then you can be. Ken, this is an open invitation for you to come to my house yes, and have dinner <laughs> and say that same thing to my kids, to my wife, yes. to, and we'll bring in the neighbors. Yes. I mean, <laughs> amen. I agree with you. Sometimes if I say it often enough, I start believing. There you go. <laughs> so, so, Ken, you're obviously motivated. You're obviously determined. You're a respected leader in the industry. Um, and a lot of people will look up to you. But how did you... What path got you into the steam fitters? Let's go back to 1975. A great question. Um, true story. I was going to Slippery Rock uh, for about a year and five weeks playing football, smallest guy on a team, defensive back. Right. Wasn't going to the NFL. Football coaches didn't make much. I passed the steam fitter exam, took it twice. In those days, there was a 1,000 people that would take it down to Hilton. My dad's a steam fitter, and that, that helped in those days if you were related, no doubt. Um, he wrote up and said, I make so much money, and it just I withdrew out of school on a Tuesday and uh, was in class Tuesday night, went to school Wednesday, uh, eventually taught welding for seven years after I got out of my apprenticeship. Uh, loved teaching. Teaching is a great way and rewarding thing to give back to people when you see it in somebody's eyes and the expression on their face when you've taught them something and it clicks. It's very rewarding. Uh, when I got the opportunity to be a welding instructor, I became. Uh, I went to Ann Arbor and Purdue to where our instructors get certified, and I become aware of what so many other schools were doing and saw the progressive schools and how we weren't being as progressive as we needed to be. Always had a vision uh, that we needed a training center, uh, pushed through politics that we had our own training center and funded it down in Pittsburgh, and... Got involved where I thought I could make a difference, ran for office, vice president, become president, and then agent, and I've been the business manager for 21 years now. So the vision was always there, uh, and I was always a average student in high school at best, uh, but when you can relate something to your trade, you study it, you remember it. Uh, my vision was us to have a school as good as anybody in the country. I think we've accomplished it. Mm-hmm. I think my training directors um, have taken it to another level. Uh, so I appreciate what we do here where you're using your hands. Most people, as I said before, are average intelligence. But if you want to learn how to put brakes on a car, you jack the car up and you do one side and the, the other side takes you half the time. If I want to learn how to cook a recipe, I read it in a book, it I retain 20% of it. Uh, If I cook the recipe, I retain 75% of it. So the trick is to use your hands, Mm -hmm. and you'll retain something, you'll remember it. And as you walk through the school, and I know you've taken the tour here with us, and 
uh, you'll see that most of the stuff is labs. Seven classrooms, small with state-of-the-art uh, blackboards uh, and all the computers, and they learn the theory. But you want to get up and put your hands uh, on a multimeter to check electricity, input and output. You need to put your hands on a welding um, a stinger to weld. Uh, working with your hands, piping something, you retain it. So this school was laid out to where we do hands-on, hands-on training. And that's why it's so much better than a lot of schools. You learn with your hands, you retain it, and we do a good job of teaching what we're good at, which is heating, air conditioning, refrigeration, and process pipe work. Well, the fact that you've had this vision in your head and now it's a reality, you know, hats off to you for, mm -hmm. for seeing that through. Um, but also, too, you know, the generations that are going to come through this building in the future, men and women, uh, are going to owe you a lot, uh, as well as your team here. So, uh, you know, from, uh, from somebody who works in the industry, you know, thanks. Mm -hmm. Great, great point. Uh, I've been interviewing apprentices for 20-some years, uh, and you bring in a lot of good people. We're bringing in quality people. Mm -hmm. It's not as much uh, where you have to know somebody to get in. We actually set people on a course of action that you kick the door in by taking certain classes beforehand. People have done that. And uh, they, they really appreciate when they get in. And for them to be able to make a living, uh, my dad was raised on welfare. Uh, he was one of the poorest of the poor when he was young. And when he got into the Steamfitters Union, um, he celebrated his, his brother-in-law was uh, a Steamfitter, and that was one of the ways he got in. Uh, but he was able to build his own house. And I talked to a lot of apprentices in eight different states, being a vice president for my international. And I give the same speech because that's a different class all the time. And I, I think of changing it and try to change it up so, somewhat. But the instructors love to see it because what I tell the apprentices is this is a good trade and you can make a, a middle-class way of life. And I tell them the story of my dad raised on welfare and how he built his own house. That's the American dream. Mm -hmm. I myself, average intelligence, uh, average student at best in high school, um, become a steam fitter. I built my own house. Nice. That's the American dream. And for us to realistically be able to teach people skills that you just mentioned and to be able to live the American dream, uh, I don't think there's anything more rewarding yeah. than teaching people a way to make a living. Mm -hmm. yeah. I believe it in my heart, and it's uh, a great thing. I enjoy my job. We all enjoy what we do. Good. Awesome. It's evident. It's it evident. Is. Not, not only hearing you, but, you know, as you walk around the facility, you see people, you see even the, you know, the apprentices, and we're going to talk to an apprentice in a little bit, you know, have the ability to, to, to learn and understand what it is that, that is happening here. Again, hats off to you and your team. You've done a, you've done a tremendous job. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. It, it, Again, we're, we're talking here today with uh, Kenny Broadbent, Ken Broadbent, who's the business manager for local 449 steam fitters. And uh, we are at the Steam Fitters Technology Center. Correct? Did I get that right? You, you did. And that's yeah. an interesting uh, thing. Our former training director, Dale Glavin, when we were down in Pittsburgh and we moved the school to Pittsburgh, we used to share a school with Local 27. So to have our own school, uh, we were proud. 
and it's right down on Sawmill Run Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And instead of calling it the Steamfitter Apprenticeship uh, School, uh, he came up with the word Technology Center. And it gave us another level of higher technology back when that was a, a mm-hmm. big term uh, that sort of separated us, and we've kept it. And because we're in high technology, mm-hmm. uh, people don't realize uh, how physical our trade can be, but also how technical it can be at the same time. Uh, and our trade keeps getting more technical with the solid state controls, uh, the amount of electricity our service tech's got to know, the troubleshoot stuff. Um, so technology is the right term to use for a training center. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. You know, a little fitting. soft yeah. tidbit uh, when you talk about technology. I didn't know it until about a year and a half ago that Pittsburgh, which is such an exciting city, mm-hmm. uh, before COVID hit, uh, Pittsburgh was on a roll uh, with all the high tech coming here, mm-hmm. uh, with the universities, which yep. are as good as anywhere in the country, the healthcare, which is as good as anywhere in the country. Uh, robotics. Yep. Robotics is either second or first. I, I thought it was second to Boston, and I've gone down to the Robotics Institute, some other people, and they says uh, we believe we're first. Nice. The <laughs> software that comes out of Pitt yes. and, and yeah. CMU, and the head of robotics manufacturing is down in Hazelwood. I've had that gentleman tour our facility. Um, the steamfitters want to be poised that if there's robotic manufacturing here, uh, we want to help to maintain those facilities. Mm-hmm. I hope not only do the startups come from the Pittsburgh area, but let's keep the manufacturing here. I know Rich Fitzgerald believes in um, developing the airport and the amount of acres we have down there. Uh, Mike Doyle wants to do that and Corey O'Connor down in Hazelwood. Uh, we want to keep developing the brown fields and keep manufacturing here and use and embrace this new technology. The driverless cars that, that yep. are here, the growth in Pittsburgh, the Strip District, uh, the cost of living being low, but with the high standards of education and healthcare, with the arts and the professional teams, I believe Pittsburgh is one of the hottest places in America to live, and we need to embrace it. And, and move with the technology so that we keep the jobs here because it's all about jobs. Yep. Uh, Amen. Uh, as you're talking, <laughs> all I can see is the black and gold uh, <laughs> flag at, at Heinz Field waving back and yeah. forth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, into the whole Pittsburgh scene, so that's fantastic. And, and the words you speak are, are true. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, John, what? fire away. I, I'm sure you have a question. I do, I do. Um, so previous, you know, about an hour or two ago, we took a tour of the training center. And like we mentioned earlier, it's awesome, immaculate. The one thing that stood out to me was um, this day and age, everyone talks about minorities and women in the trades. And you walk around and you see it here. I mean, you guys don't have to boast about it. You're doing it. So, I mean, it's, it's a diverse uh, crowd. So whatever you're doing, keep it up because it's, uh, yeah. it's good to see in action. And Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, you start off with a statement when you walked in, how clean it was. And yes. I, I definitely got to make sure Jim Clare um, maintains this building. Uh, Craig Hendrick helps them out. These guys do an awesome job because mm-hmm. you are what, when you look around and you see how clean it is, we get so many compliments that the school's uh, spotless. So I appreciate the people who, who that comes under their jurisdiction of, of making sure this thing stays spotless. So Jim and Craig, thank you for the good job you do there. And as far as diversity, 
we do have women and minorities in the trades, uh, in the steam fitters. I think we do a lot better job than the non-signatory contractors that yes. I don't think do a good job or out-of-state contractors, and that's why you should hire local contractors, mm-hmm. local general contractors, mm-hmm. local um, other building trades, uh, because we do work. Now, do we do a good enough job? We sure don't. Uh, I need to get more minorities and women in. Uh, we're not keeping up w- with the, the amount of people. We're trying to come up with different things outside the box. My organizer, Nikki Kappas, who does a fantastic job, uh, lately we've come up with a thought that why don't we try to get a hold of some of the city of Pittsburgh football and basketball coaches. Um, college isn't for everybody. Uh, well, you do have to have a driver's license and, and drug tested, but uh, a lot of people that play sports, I believe, can follow direction mm-hmm. uh, and are team players. And if we work together on a goal, we can get this accomplished, installing pipe, just like they were in football or basketball. Uh, We need to find more ways to get minorities into the trades and into the steam fitters. And I'm a firm believer. Um, Mayor Perduto works with developers, and and Pittsburgh has keep developing. And one of the reasons is the cost of living that attracts various high-tech companies in here. Let's keep it going. Uh, But... Let's have people, local contractors, local people, people from the city, uh, work on these projects. Let's keep, if a out-of-town developer comes here, use a local contractor, Mm -hmm. use local workers, because there's less crime in your area, less drug and alcohol abuse, a better standard of living if people are working. Jobs are the most important thing. Legislators need to know it and understand it, that let's create jobs. Let's keep jobs here, too. We can't let manufacturing, the steel industry, leave here. Uh, We need to work with natural gas. We're all environmentalists. We want clean air, clean water. We hunt. We fish. But we're nobody better to do it than the United States of America by making manufacturing as pollution-free as possible. Let's not let manufacturing go to China or India where we have no control over their petrochemical plants. Let's harness clean energy, natural gas. Uh, Where you have energy, your area thrives also. So we need to have a goal collectively to not go too far left, too far right. Let's keep it going the way we are and keep jobs here. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Through training and bringing everybody in to give everybody an equal opportunity to make a decent way of life. Well said. Yeah. Sounds like Again. he's running for office. I'm voting yeah. for you. I'm voting for you, Ken. <laughs> I feel like I should stand up and salute. You know, actually, you were the one in the military, not me. You know? Jeez, John. Um, yeah, that was great. Well, Ken, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Sure. And uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity to, to see this facility. And, you know, what do you say, John? What do you think? Come back again if they invite us? If invited, we'd love to come back and promote it to more. We have an open-door policy. Okay. You gentlemen are always <laughs> back. Spread the word. Yes. Uh, nobody builds better than union contractors and the union building trades. And uh, firm believer in that. Properly trained, work hard, um, make a decent way of life. Yes. Thank you, gentlemen, for a chance to talk to you today. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date... Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.